Valentine's Day. Hey, happy Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Um, Man, di- are you... What? I was just going to say it's so nice that you dressed up in a heart costume for Valentine's Day. Just for you. Yeah, and f- well, that's how a podcast works. Um, I actually was all... I actually wore literally all black today. <laughs> so did both me and <laughs> Teresa. I love it. I... <laughs> I'm literally wearing a black t-shirt and black yeah, jeans. Yeah, no. And she's wearing a black t-shirt and black jeans. That's, no, I, okay, I so I wore that too, and then I had on my black Doc Martens and, like, a black, like, zip-up and my black sunglasses, and I was, like, walking around downtown, and I was like, I look like a heartless bitch. <laughs> like, straight <laughs> Wait, Teresa, up. what shoes did you wear? Oh, uh, she wore brown shoes, but she has black Doc Martens. Oh, get it. Yeah, that's yeah. So I was um, I was not dressed uh, very uh, Valentine's Daisy, but but neither were you guys. But that seems appropriate. No. You guys don't seem to be like into that shit. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing that apparently Teresa noticed it too, but like definitely true for me. I've noticed recently. So like, when I'm t- when I talk to people like at work or like whatever about like dating Teresa and like we've been dating for a while or whatever, like or whatever. I always. <laughs> No, so, like, yeah, I always, like, downplay it like that, and I'm always like, yeah, I know it's gross, or, like, yeah, whatever, it's embarrassing. <laughs> um, and, like, everyone who knows us knows, like, that I'm joking, you know what I mean? Like, anyone who's known us for the past couple of years, like, knows they're, like, you know, we're, we're like, you know, nice together, like, good people. But, like, people who don't know me, like, think I'm being genuine, and, like, actually think we have, like, some kind of messed up relationship. I love um, it. But I'm really, I don't, I'm so sarcastic all the time. I don't know how to, like, unsarcastic. No, for sure. But neither of you come off as, like, particularly, not that you're not romantic, but it seem, doesn't seem like those gestures are, like, important in your daily well, we interactions. Definitely, we definitely, without, like, ever having a written contract, have both agreed, like, never to perform PDA in almost any way at all, ever. Um, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> which I'm, which I'm down with. Like, you guys seem like just like two, two best friends who like to hang out all, all the time. It's not, yeah. it's cute. I like it. Yeah. But so when I make fun of our relationship at work, people like don't, because they don't know me and they've never met Teresa. So like people don't understand and it comes off like we hate each other. Yeah. But that's, what's so fun about you guys. So did you? We're, yeah. Did you do any any romantic gestures today? Like, did you did you surprise? I love that we all wore all black today. I'm still like on that. Um, well, so so I think um, both of us were waiting for the other person to surprise um, each other. <laughs> so um, I got Girl Scout cookies. that <laughs> Teresa said she bought Girl Scout cookies for me, but it wasn't a surprise, and uh, I and I. This happened basically yesterday, but they came home today, home today but uh, whatever. Um, no, there was there was no I mean that we went out to an Italian lunch and Italian is the food of um, romantic things, 
romance. Sure. Um, no- nothing says I love you quite like a pound of pasta sitting in your stomach uh, <laughs> for the whole day. Um, and that was that was it. We got uh, we got like Asian appetizers from dinner for dinner from the new Chinese restaurant that opened up. That's so it's not New Chinese. York. It's like it's like, it's like Asian fusion. Um, heavy tie. Um, it's got. It's got a heavy tie influence, sure. a lot like our president. Oh, yeah, no, Jason's winking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what did? But other than wearing all black today, did you? Uh, did you do anything Valentine'sy? Yeah, I treated myself really well when I got home from work today. Uh, I I pan fried a ribeye in butter with some thyme because i'm classy i got it did you let it rest long enough did you let it rest long enough i did i did no good Good. i'm getting so much better at timing my meals so that everything's Mm. complete and hot and like properly rested i'm i'm really excited that i'm getting better so yeah my steak was cooked to a perfect medium rare i let it rest Mm. I did some mashed potatoes with a little butter, uh, cream. Did you cheese. mash them yourself? Hell yeah! You did, didn't you? Oh my gosh! What? What? You should... <laughs> no, I'm so proud of you. Emily's been sending um, <coughs> pictures of homemade pasta like oh, a couple times yeah. a week, and it like it looks so magical. Yeah. Um. This weekend, oh my god, I was dying. So this weekend, I made. Like, three batches of pasta, because I dried a bunch for me and my friend. And then I also made chicken noodle soup with homemade egg noodles, right? So I did all of this, like, Saturday and Sunday. And, like, Sunday, I was exhausted. I was like, Christ, I've been on my feet all fucking day. I'm cranking out all this goddamn pasta and making soup. And, like, I just felt so, like... (laughs) like a cranky grandma i was like my feet hurt i've been working really hard <laughs> oh, I love that. um but no i've been getting really into it so yeah so i made steak i did broccoli with garlic and then i made mashed potatoes with um some green onions and cream cheese you you are my hero thank Emily you Toby. and i That's had wine. so wonderful yeah no i had a great <laughs> i had a great i felt like a lot of people tonight were eating like very like decadent meals and i was like you know what i'm including myself so hey hey Holla. you Holla. you you need to take care of yourself and uh, they always say self-care's the best care, or something like that. Damn straight. Um, but the funniest thing I saw today at work was someone got um, someone got balloons, mm. and I was like, "Oh, is that like is your thing?" He's like, "Yeah, like my wife is into balloons," and I'm like, "Well, that's cute. She sent you those." And it was literally okay. It was a heart balloon with legs and arms. Oh. Holding a balloon, oh, it was it was hilarious. I died. I, I like, like that. It's so cute. So the big, so the heart is like weighted to the floor, and then on its wrist is tied a balloon. And I was like, this is some Inception bullshit, but I That's love it. That's great. Yeah, it was it was really cute. Oh wait, hold on. Saddest thing. Someone I work with, um, at some point during the day her boyfriend texted her to let her know like hey i'm sorry like i wasn't able to get my act together like and i wasn't i was gonna send you something for valentine's day but like i couldn't like i'm sorry about that and like i'll make it up to you or whatever 
and she went around tell like like all excited for like the whole day like oh he must be joking right like it must be a like a surprise oh, like he wants no. me, he wants me to think that he's not sending anything but he never sent anything he was telling the truth oh my god that, that made me sad but also like he told the truth yeah he told the truth like he's he's off the hook like what you gonna do um, I don't know Valentine's Day is just too much for me it's kind of hokey. It, it's a nice uh, reason to maybe, like, treat yourself or treat your girlfriend, boyfriend, spouse, what have you. Um, but, yeah. But uh, no one does romance quite like the French. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, man. I was like, how will she do it? Beautiful. <laughs> Thank no you. one does romance quite like the French. Take it away, Emily <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. Um, so that brings us into our documentary we watched this week, which was Man on Wire. Um, and it is about a, a Frenchman named... Uh, oh, no. Uh, Le Petit Fleur. Um, no, I know his name is, is Petit. Philippe, Philippe Petit. Yes, Philippe. Philippe. Um, and so this, this, uh, gentleman, um, was at the dentist one day, he saw a picture that the Twin Towers were gonna get built, and he decided that he needed to, uh, throw a tightrope between those two buildings and walk across it. As you do. (laughs) As you, as you might, you know, daydreaming is always a good treat, um, and yeah, so that's basically it, so it's just the story of this tightrope walker, um kind of trying to achieve this goal there's a ton of footage from when he was training to do this um other buildings and bridges that he crossed on his wire um and then it's a ton of interviews with the people involved and it's um super fun so i don't want to sound like a total idiot do it but um my understanding of tightrope walking before watching this documentary was that you know there was a rope uh-huh. uh and for some reason it was tight right uh and then you walked across it so when i knew that this documentary was about a guy walking between two towers on a rope i figured okay so you got one guy goes up in one tower one guy goes up in the other tower they tie the rope and then he walks you know like not it's not a complicated thing no um I was blown away by how complex just a normal um, tightrope rigging is, let alone what they had to do in order to get it to get it to work between the twin towers uh, uh, illegally, without any help, like from you yeah, know, anyway management. No, and it's true. I don't know. Have you ever like uh, tightrope walked or slacklined or anything like that? <laughs> I thought you were gonna ask, have you ever uh, broken into the World Trade Center? Yeah. No, I've I've never. I avoid most athletic activity. That's cool. I went to a super hippie college initially, so like slacklining was a thing, which is similar, but it's it's I don't know. It's like not can I, so cable. Can I can I ask you a question? And yeah. I will I will edit this out if you're uncomfortable. Have you while you were slacklining, were you ever sober? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to edit it out because it was uninteresting. Sorry. You can edit it out. <laughs> um, no, it was like I was I was 18 and straight edge as hell. Um, mm. But so, no, I was totally straight sober trying to do wire. this. But you've done it. It's, uh, and it's not uh, easy. I wouldn't say oh, I ever okay. did it. 
I you tried I it. tried it, and it's very hard. Um, it takes a ton of concentration, core strength, but like setting it up was crazy. Like, if it was already set up, I'd be like, sure, I'll give it a go. But if someone's like, do you want to help me set this up? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like a lot of here's, work. Here's the thing, though, too, though, is that my, like, again, gut reaction was kind of like, okay, so, like, if you can tightrope two feet off the ground, then you can tightrope 20 feet off the ground, then you can tightrope 200 feet off the ground. Like, there shouldn't be... In my mind, there was no difference between those, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. super. Imp- it's more impressive and scary to be higher up, but that it should be the same task. But like, I didn't realize. No, yeah, like yeah. it's way complicated and hard and scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so I don't know. So I, guess, I, don't know. I, guess I guess we can just dive on dive on his journey. journey. Uh, uh, so he started. He started, 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 started with a plane first. ride. He started what? He started what? I said it started with a plane ride. Started with a plane ride. So basically, basically over, over this was in the seventies, right? Right. Okay. Okay. So, so um, uh, initially, when he decided that he wanted to do this, the twin towers weren't yet completed. So, I think the two major things they showed him walking across were a bridge in Australia. Yes, and then the Notre and then Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Right. And so, and those, those, that makes sense. You want it to be like something that's an even surface. So those two things make sense. And they were crazy. I believe he got arrested for both of those things. Um, I think so. For disturbing the peace or breaking and entering. Trespassing, like whatever. Because, yeah, he broke into these things. Um, but this guy had such a passion that he had like a total crew that would like go in on all these jobs with him and sneak in and break into places to help rig this line. Right. Yeah. Well, so in order to get to the top of the World Trade Center, um, they needed to make fake IDs, have, um, uh, disguises on he cased out the joint like for weeks at a time he flew from paris to new york like three or four times yeah, before he actually um, did it rented a helicopter yeah, yeah 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 i forgot about that yeah um so like it's it's not quite like the the numbskull who uh tried to climb up the side of trump tower recently right like this no. isn't this is like a well thought out um activity um which like that's good to hear yeah (laughs) i mean you have to you have to take it seriously when you're that high up like literally if you fall like you're you die like you know Mm -hmm. like straight up like there's not a chance in hell that you're gonna survive that fall um so he had a bunch of friends like involved with him on this stuff and some of them say in it that they had to drop out because it was like they were too responsible for like what could go wrong here. I got really caught up in the like uh, bank heist quality of the whole thing. Oh yeah. Um, like I really I'm like a big fan of like you know I don't even know if I've seen it but I'm a big fan of like the Ocean's Eleven Oh this style was like movie. this was like Ocean Six like hardcore. <laughs> Actually, yeah, this is what they based uh, Mission Impossible off of. Yeah, um, no, this is all of those this. things. Um, but it's like very much that where it's like a band of uh, people come together, um, kind of misfits, and they work together for this impossible task. But there's all sorts of like you know, you know, kind of just lucky moments in the in the break in 
Um, and it all just kind of comes together nice. I don't know. It was, it was exciting. Oh yeah. I mean, and also they totally have code names. Like, the the only one I really remember is the Australian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, no, they they did. all had crazy nicknames, and they did. They even the um. Even actually getting the equipment in and executing it were totally different days. Um, getting it into the oh, building, right. yeah, because they stashed it. So when he was doing this, um, all of the floors weren't yet occupied of the uh, Twin Towers. Um, I think 86 was as high as it went. I don't know how high they were. I think over 100, right? Slightly? Yeah, I, I forget, but uh, yeah. Slightly. Over 100. Yeah, so... Um, so they stashed all of this gear, like, on the top level or, like, in any space that was just kind of, like, unfinished and not being touched yet. Um, but all of this was done just breaking in. And this is, like, hundreds of feet of, like, thick cable. 104. 104 floors. Okay. Um, God, that's so high. That's so crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this was done over a period of time. And I also liked that he did get a couple, like, inside dudes involved. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, he befriended them. And then once he could trust them, he was like, yo, here's my angle. I also loved that they just, he and one of his buddies went up as a camera crew interviewing the construction workers. Oh, yeah. And they were literally up there taking video footage of, like, where they could attach uh, cables and stuff. There was a lot of fun little, like, cool serendipitous, but also, like, sneaky little moments. Yeah. Uh, throughout the whole thing. And the this documentary, I think, is the first one, or one of the first ones, at least, that we've watched that um, makes, like, heavy use of reenactments. Like, there's a lot of recreations, uh, and there's even um, some, like, I guess, like, artistic renderings, I guess you would say, of situations. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that, was, like, for me, that was, like, really cool and different, um, but also, like, kind of added to the whole uh, heist movie quality of it. Yeah. Was that they were, because they were able, by doing that, they were able to get shots of things that they obviously wouldn't be able to get shots of if they were strictly using documentary stuff. Yeah. Um, well, and again, I, but I don't know, what did you, yeah. No, what? I was just going to ask, like, what did you think? It's like, there's a pretty weird moment in it where there's a there's a sex scene basically yeah um wherein the reenactor uh is naked and he dances with a naked lady in a provocative way um and that was just like i don't know like i at that point it so fit into the whole like taste of the film that like i didn't even i didn't i didn't even really think about it until later where i was like oh wait that wasn't real like that wasn't part of a documentary you know what i mean yeah i mean to me i was fine with it it felt it felt super french it felt very european to me like yeah this movie or this documentary felt like a movie at times and it was very romantic um there's kind of like this b valentine's this b, day oh my god uh <laughs> there's like a b plot kind of love story in this um mm-hmm. which kind of ends up uh, climaxing, if you will, uh, in that scene. Nope, I won't. Yeah, no, it works uh, in that scene. But it's super French. It's like, oh, also there's just like this super passionate like undertone of love. <laughs> Don't. Oh well, and every. No, 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 no. I'm going with you. But like everything they say is like is like 
Levard called to me, and I was uh, I was having my petit mort. You know, like everything they say is just like so dripping with like French existentialism, and yeah. like they th- they think everything is so poetic. And it's like, you know, shut up. It's true, though. But also, like, it's really cool. But, like, shut up. Well, because even the the girl, I can't, again, it's like Annie. Annie, Okay. Um, Who was in love with uh, Philippe at the time. um, She described watching it as just, like, breathtakingly beautiful. Um, Like, every move he made when he did it, she was just, like, she thought it was beautiful. She was like, "I, I cried. I couldn't breathe. Like, it was beautiful. And I was like, wow feeling it yeah here's something so this we're supposed to be learning about ourselves yada 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 mm. um here's something i've noticed about us yeah when we are doing when we're doing this documentary podcast situation you and i both of us don't hold on to the names very well from from documentaries yeah um and i think we both and i wonder Who's, I wonder whose fault it is. Right. I wonder if if it's if that should be a goal of ours. Um, is it important? Like I don't know, because like my gut instinct is like, who the fuck cares? Like, pay attention to the story, Jason. But also like, isn't it a problem that I don't remember? Except for now, all the names are coming back to me. I don't remember Jean Louise's name. Um, there's just so or, many people. In this documentary, there's a ton of people. But like, you know, when we go back. And reference um, a documentary we watched. No, I can't even think of I any. Can't, I don't actually. I don't think we've done any. Actually, have we, done we any? haven't. Is this, this is it. This is the only one. This is episode one. Okay, but like, shouldn't part of it be able to be like fluent in the whole thing? I mean, maybe. If you disagree, that's fine. I just think that'd be a cool challenge for ourselves. Is like try, try to like, remember them names. I honestly would probably have to write them down if I'm gonna be honest. Just to keep them straight, because the other thing to keep in mind is that a documentary has so many players in it, right? Like, even small ones have a ton of people, usually interviews, and it's like, we literally watch one a week. Maybe two. I mean, we watch a lot. So for me, I don't feel like so bad about it. It'd be easier if these names were more distinct. Like I remember in that small houses one, Karen spelled her name with an I, and that really pissed me <laughs> off. <laughs> but I would have never say I would have never remembered that. But as soon as you said it, I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah. And like I remember, I remember the the fucking idiots with their dogs, um, Nicoletta and I Mitchell. Don't... There you <laughs> see. I think we're fine. I think we're fine. Okay, okay, we're probably okay. I just, I just, I'm just conscious of the fact that like I don't want to, I don't want to lose this stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I find myself talking about these doc. This one especially. I talk about this documentary, Man on Wire. Yeah. I reference it like regularly, but I'm always like, there was this guy or like this girl said this thing, and like, I don't know. Maybe that's bad. It's just something I'm, I'm thinking about. We'll work on it. We'll just make an effort to just get the names down. But it's not just the names, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the like the, it's what the names represent. It's the story behind the names, where the names come from, how the names I don't know. Sorry. grow. I don't mean to tangent, but I oh I, I feel I, <laughs> I I worry about myself. Is that a word? That you worry about yourself? No, tangent, tangent. is what I said. Oh. I, don't, I don't mean to tangent. Tangent. I don't know. It's, that but. could be a verb. I like it. I do too. Um, would you do this? Wirewalk is say you were good at it. 
Like, are you like that kind of thrill seeker who would uh, wire walk? Um, I've I've done thrilly things, but this would be something no. Um, I have <laughs> I have rappelled down the side of a building before, and that's pretty intense. No way. Why? I ugh, I was such an ass. Were you in a fire? No, I was in Italy uh, in a castle. <laughs> And I know, like, I feel so awful saying it. I was, I was 14. It was uh, a student ambassador program. It was a great time. But anyway, uh, so I was on this castle in Italy, and you rappelled down the side of it. Um, and that was scary because uh, it wasn't, like, some very fancy, like, belay system. It was, it was, like, a rope, and there was a guy on, like, the top. So, like, you know, at one point, you got to, like, lean over the edge, and that was terrifying. Um, And then I've also uh, successfully uh, been attached to another person but jumped out of a plane. Wow. Yes. I went skydiving for my 21st birthday. And that was super fun. But again, like, I wasn't completely in control. And, like, there was someone else who was the expert. I was just kind of along for the thrill. That's interesting. That's interesting. Both of those situations, like, you're not the one... You're not the active agent, sort of what I mean. Like, you're not the one in charge. Right. But man on wire, like, you have to be completely alone. Right. So I don't know if I, and that's kind of, like, part of the reason why. Like, that would take an enormous amount of, like, training and concentration. Um, So, but I Mm. like adrenaline. Like, I, like, those things were fun. I would totally skydive again. Um, Yeah. But I don't know if this would be, I don't know. Because, like, just one, like, gust of wind you know yeah that high up a, a good breeze a bird flies by and you get distracted okay literally though okay so spoiler he totally achieves this and like goes up there no it's we literally just said that he did it it's fine no i know but but i wanted to complain for a second oh because because wouldn't this documentary have been like a little more intense if you don't see him alive talking about his achievement no, I, mean, I agree with you. He's such a great he's such a great storyteller. So like, that's part of the reason why you want to have him as a voice in it. Yeah. But like, wouldn't if he wasn't in it for the whole time until like maybe the end, like you'd be so fucking worried that he was gonna die. But then you're. But as it was, I knew. Right, you were in it. They told a really good story. They didn't hold you in suspense. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's a great storyteller. I loved watching him explain how things were going um there was one point i can't even remember what it was but like he literally like jumps out of his seat and it's like running around the little set like telling the story yeah um no it was super so, yeah fun. he was um he was a whole the thing really fast about losing concentration i freaked out when i saw planes flying by that shit i was like yeah there was a helicopter oh my god point. like that would just freak me out yeah god well, and, like, even just, like, the fact that the police were waiting for you, I feel like that would be distracting. The whole thing seems distracting. Yeah, and he had uh, to, like, hold his concentration. So so the other thing that I thought was ridiculous was that when he got up there and he, he found himself to be stable, not only did he just, he didn't just cross them, he did it eight times. Yeah. 
Oh my god, I'd be so well, relieved. Once you start. Oh no 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 no! I'd be so <laughs> relieved that I made it to the other side. I'd be like, someone bring me some like breakfast foods. I deserve to be treated well. I just went through a really hard thing and I nailed it. I would not go yeah. back for more. No, that's oh, fair. Oh god, that's fair. Do it once, but like the whole thing is like, you know. So the first time you do it, you're at the top of the twin towers, right? So. People are probably looking up because they're they're tall, but like people, you people may not see you at first. You know what I mean? Like you're far up there, so yeah. like you have to do it a couple times until people start to notice. Like you can't just do it once. Um, also worth noting maybe that he wasn't just like walking. You know, he did some spinny things and some th- times he sat and laid down. Yeah, he did, he had a whole. A whole range of motion up there. I mean, he's totally comfortable up there. You know, like, once he knows that he's good, which, again, when you're that high up with, like, weather happening Mm -hmm. and air travel, I just, I don't know how you could ever feel like you were stable. But he did. Um, And there's some really cool, there's not a video of it actually happening, um, but there are some awesome stills taken by the people, I assume, who were, like, the people with the on the wire with him or is there really no video of it i saw no video maybe from be- maybe from maybe below from the helicopter but it was also a um a kind of like overcast day so it, right. it was super hard to see him because i feel like there was a shot like straight up but all i saw was like a cloud that's an interesting <laughs> thing about how well they told the story then because like i if you're right that there was no video like i can definitely envision the video like i was i I can feel it and like i know what it looked like to me yeah they Um, did a great job with the pictures that they had to piece it together because like it does feel like you witnessed the whole thing walking and there's a lot of emotion from him in each shot that Mm -hmm. they have but and annie is like like goes nuts over it even still oh Um, they all do though like um I don't know. I just remember a few of them cried, like thinking about what mm-hmm. they achieved. And like, I mean, this is literally like years of planning. This is an insane amount of like risking your life, risking your friend's life, like possibly getting arrested, being uncomfortable. Like these people voluntarily went through so much stress. And he was arrested. Um, yeah. He, but like he, they, they let him out with like, you know, a slap on the wrist, but um he was arrested but then which is also i i'm always a fan of how documentaries get their names or like when it's a good story of how they got their name uh and i like this one that man on wire was what they wrote on the police report right um like i think that's that's a fun one i also loved and this to me feels very like european um but he was saying, like, the police, when they arrested him, they were questioning him, like, why did you do this? Why, 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 why? And he, like, laughed, and he goes, that's the thing about Americans. Like, they want to know why you did something. He's like, I literally just did it to do it. There's no why. He's like, and right. perhaps that's the best part of the whole thing is, like, I have nothing to tell them. I wasn't. And that's the thing. It's like, he broke a ton of rules. He was super rebellious. And, like, just because he wanted to, he wasn't in it to hurt anybody or gain anything or anything you just want to do right it's it's kind of funny because like when you look at it there are so many other obvious questions to be asked you know what i mean like how did you do it 
you know, what did, what did you do to get here? Who are you? You know, like all of these questions, but it is interesting that the one that they go to is the why is like, what political statement are you making? Yeah. What, um, what's the, and actually when you think about it, like I, I mentioned there was that guy who climbed up Trump tower. Um, the first question is why, right? Yeah. And it's assumed he's doing something political. He's anti-Trump. He's pro-Trump. Like what's happening? Um, he literally just wanted to meet Trump. Oh God. Yeah. But like, no, but uh, it's, it's a simple motivation. It wasn't like a point. It was just like, I, right. It wasn't political. I want this just... thing. So I'm literally going to get it or try right. to get it. Um, and like, the idea that someone could just want to climb across two buildings, that doesn't make sense. There has to be some some huge reason behind the whole thing. I know if you ever hear that I climbed between two buildings on a wire, there's a, a huge why behind it. Um, I would assume because... someone had a gun to the back of your head and was like, walk, bitch. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, okay, that's but like, what I would, would I even? I don't know that I would even walk in that no. situation because my <laughs> options are like, like die because someone killed me or die because I'm not coordinated enough to walk across a wire. Like, I think I'll go out with my pride intact. You can shoot me. Yeah. Um. No, uh, I, this wouldn't. This will never be me. Um, I don't think this will be anyone ever. Well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh no. It was, I want to say, though, it was really interesting to watch a documentary about the Twin Towers that wasn't about 9-11. And that was refreshing and nice. It was refreshing and nice. I also, um, I didn't realize, A, like, that it was such a publicized huge thing that, like, a dentist office in France would have a magazine article about the building of the Twin Towers. But I also didn't realize mm-hmm. that, like, they were only completed in the 70s. So, like, we only had them 30 yeah. years, which I'm assuming they were expecting to have those for, like, you know. At uh, least 40. At least 40. Um, but, yeah, I, didn't, I guess I just didn't realize, like, how young the towers were, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah. Yeah. That was, I don't, that was, a, that was a, it's a f- just something I wanted to say. Was that yeah. like, um, it, but also maybe, and this is a little bit like uh, the the checkoff thing where, you know, it's like uh, if there's a gun on the mantle in the first act, it has to go off in the second act. Sure. Uh, and like, I was kind of anticipating the moment when uh, they mentioned 9-11 or they mentioned the towers being attacked or something. Um, and then it never happened. Uh, which was both refreshing and also like, you know, I had waited so long for it and it never came. Very French. (laughs) 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 That's literally, I know you, I know this isn't what happened, but like, it's like you didn't listen to a word I said. No. And you were just like, you were just like, all right, Jason's going to talk for 15 seconds and then I'll just No, it's how I feel about uh, it. I agree with you, and I really liked that too. Like, because I don't know, I don't know that I ever would have uh, like paid attention or noticed. Granted, we were both like pretty young when when all that happened, so I think those towers are are something in our mind that we think about often, but always associated with nine eleven. 
Um, so mm-hmm. it was cool. But again, like the not mentioning it, I don't know. To me, this was like a film with a lot of purpose and a story they were trying to achieve, and they did not stray from that. And I thought that was right. cool. Like they didn't add any like frou frou anything. It's like this guy is going to do something crazy and we're going to show you everything that he thought about going into it. It's very, it's just very very French. Very French. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I'm going to (laughs) describe things from now on. Like every documentary we watch, I'm going to be like, it's very French. The, the, that's, that actually is a great segue because the documentary we're watching next week, uh, is called Crepes and You. Yeah. Uh, It's just a documentary about flat pancakes it's so French. No. Um, <laughs> actually, super American. The The documentary, it's a baseball documentary. Okay. Um, it's called <clears throat> The Battered Bastards of Baseball. Uh, say that five times Battered fast. Battered Bastards um, of Baseball. Beep, 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 beep. It's fun. I've seen it before, but um, I think, I don't know, you'll, you'll either love it or hate it. Um, you, Emily Toby. I think if there's anyone listening, they'll probably hate it. But um, you'll, I don't know. We'll see how you do. I'm I'm looking um, forward to it. I know that you're a baseball dude, so I'm I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah, I'm a I'm it's going to be it could be a good talk, who knows. Um it's not like we already recorded it. Wink wink nudge nudge. Oh! Podcast magic. Okay, uh next uh, uh listen, if you want to listen to that one, uh you can follow us. You can subscribe on iTunes or can you subscribe to things on Stitcher? I don't I still don't know what a Stitcher is. I've never stitched, um, but you were on it. Um, we're also on um, Podbean. We're also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash podcast. We're also on Twitter, twitter.com uh, slash postdocpodcast. Uh, Emily is at EM Toby, and I'm at JC Kasman. Um, is M your middle name? No. I, it would be EA. It's just M. It's just M. M Toby. EA Sports. Yeah. Um, uh, as always, we're sponsored by no one. Um, no one. We're listening to this podcast. Uh, and uh, I have a quote um, from Philippe Pettit. Uh, he said, <clears throat> Les éléments existent seulement dans le documentary de ceux qui ne savent pas rêver. Mm. It means uh, I really like your documentary, guys. Keep up the good work.